Welcome to Breeder Syndicate. Hey, what's, what's going up, on? Brother? So in like 04, 05, I was on Cannabis World. Um, and I got the green Bubba, the purple Bubba, both from Ken. Oregon kid. And then I had uh Shaw Bud, who is 707 Seed Bank, his Bubba Kush cut. They were all called Bubba. Um Ken called the Purple Fino, which was uh supposedly an S1 uh that some club owner in the in the valley made. Um it was really heavy yielding, made like club type nuggets with the rounded top. Yeah. Um the katsu uh cut. Um I, as far as I know, and I, I can't remember specifically, but I'm pretty sure that was the cut that he sold to Katsu, right? And that was the Green Fino. And then Shaw Bud, a.k.a. 707 Seed Bank, um, his uh, his Bubba cut was um, the pre-98. And so basically what happened is I had all three cuts. I needed to label them in my room so that I would, could tell the difference or, you know, so I could uh, maintain mothers yeah. and know which one's which. Um, and it just got the name pre-98 because Shaw had um, received the cutting in the w- in the winter of 97, 98. So at the time, it was like 2003. I'm like, well, it had to have been before 1998 because someone popped the seeds and has a clone by now already. Yeah. Pre-98, right? That's how it got the name. Makes sense. Um, and that was like 2004. And then it was like three or four years later that Swerve basically appropriated the name for selling seeds. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. So that's pretty much all there is to it. So it wasn't anything special. It wasn't there wasn't anything crazy about it. What was the difference between Shaw's and like the Katsu? They all pretty much smelled the same. The purple was like a little bit more purple smelling, but still the Bubba with the incense and the like um, the smell in the air, the yeah. same meaty smell. Um, the katsu, they, they would all turn purple depending on how you grew them. Yeah. Right. So they're all phenotypically variable based on environment. Um, th- th- it was the green pheno was the, the katsu, which, um, it just tended to be green more often, but if yeah. you overferred it, it didn't veg it very big, whatever it put out little tiny buds. It turned purple at the end of flower with cold temperatures. No, not a major difference. The pre-98 tended to be um, a little chunkier more often, but still the same characteristics as the other two cuts. It was still um, uh, uh, like basically what I call like big stem, small bud type shit, right? Where you've given it too much cow mag or it doesn't have a big enough root system for the size of pot it's in, whatever, right? Um, If you vet, it looks just like most bubbas. If you veg them out really big, they'll start actually producing pretty good. That's fucking awesome. Dude, that was a lot of shit I didn't even know about Bubba. I'm glad you said that. 
Uh, people were asking about the face-off story. Uh, that would be fucking awesome to hear, like, straight from the mouth. So, the real OG Cushman, the source genetics, Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris used to live up here in Seattle in 2000, and um, I think he lived up here from, like, 02 to 06. I met him in, like, 04, um, and he was growing the Poison OG at the time, which yeah. was his bad seed pheno. Um, from bags that he had purchased in SoCal. The face-off was, uh, I think he had 12 seeds of face-off bag seeds. The face-off was never actually a clone that was being grown. It was just a moniker given to a certain batch of OG that went through the Inland Empire back in like 99 or something like that. Um, I got six of the seeds. I think four or five of them popped, if I remember right. The face-off number four is the cutting that I have, right? Um, I popped it from seed. Um, so that's the only real face off really. I I mean, I think there's like four or five more seeds out there. Chris gave some to cult classic seeds, but I don't think he ever popped them. And I'd be surprised if they even popped now being 20 years old. No. And, uh, I think Chris might have a couple more seeds of it, but that's about it. That's pretty awesome. So like, so I, I popped the seeds. It was the number four pheno, the number one, two, and three. The number one was like a, it, it like the leaves turned purple. It had more of like a in between Bubba and, and face off kind of smell. Yeah. Um, the number two was like this really short sativa um, leaf looking thing, but it didn't stretch at all. It was almost like a dwarf plant, but it had really, really thin blades. Yeah. Um, the number three produced like much larger, bigger colas was a little bit hermy, uh, which was one of the main reasons I didn't keep it. And it pretty much smelled like your typical OG made with like a little bit of a gummy bear funk. Oh, wow. And then the number four and and that the number three and the number one kind of had that similar like gummy bear in between OG and Bubba kind of smell. The number three was more OG Dom. The number one was like, it wasn't really Bubba Dom, I would say, but it was just kind of, um, I would call it blander, but you know, it, it wasn't anything particularly special. And then the number four was, um, the, uh, it, it's the, it's that face off smell, like that really long lasting lingering after flavor and a real cushy flavor. Um, and the main reason I kept it too, was it's potency. It's always potent. Like the first time I was smoking it, I uh, rolled up a joint and was driving to town to pick up some hydro gear. This is like 2006, and I smoked it. And I started getting like lightheaded in the car, and I was like, "All right, well, this thing's pretty potent, probably." Um, and anybody that knows me knows I smoke a lot of herbs, so um, I, I typically don't even comment on potency at all because I'm smoking 20 or 50 different strains, yeah, a day, you know, between all the different kinds of hashes and whatever else. So that's fascinating, dude. I'm sure people appreciated hearing all that. Now I have a question. So- I'm interested in that I don't know a lot about other than uh, probably Jason King's uh, cannabis, dude. Um, the purple indica. Uh, yeah. Spectre told me it's the, the one clone that I don't know that I don't want. What yeah, you, it's um, it's super hard to work with. I mean, it's um, it's a really old strain from up here in the Northwest. Everybody that, like, if you're around in the late 80s, 90s, and 2000s, early 2000s smoking weed up here, mm-hmm. you bought purple weed, and it smelled like the purple indica. It's like this really, um, uh, really, pun- not it, well, it's not, 
I mean, it's pungent, but it's like, if you could think of what the pur- what purple smells like, yeah. the color, this is everything that purple smells like. Um, and hold on a second, I'm going to take a token then. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Um, and I, I got the cut in, in 2003. It was the very first cut that I got, basically. Oh, that wow. um, it, it didn't come with a name either. So I got it from my friend who had gotten a medical card at the time which was uh, pretty hard to get. And he had gotten the cut from some organ growers. <coughs> I had no idea what it was. I was growing some 97 Dutch passion blueberry seeds at the time. And I also had some, um, some other blueberry seeds. I can't remember what they were. Um, I think they were from Canada. One of the Canadian blueberry crosses. Like, yeah, one of those, yeah. you know, um, I can't think of the company names, but you know, shit out of canvas like culture magazine. Type shit? Not like uh BC Seed Depot, but like Federation Seeds, okay, all you. those guys. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who it was that had like the blueberry, the blueberry NL5, all that kind of stuff. I remember Peak Seeds. But was, do, you ever, do you ever try Peak Seeds? I do remember Peak, but I think this was before Peak oh, Seeds. Oh, could have been. Um, I think this was... Uh, um, God, I can't remember the name, but uh, it'll come to me yeah. in a second. Um, but basically, I was growing blueberry at the time, and when when you cut up clones of the uh, purple indica, it literally smells like berries, kind of right. It had a very berryish smell mm-hmm. right from the beginning, which is kind of that purple smell too. And um, so I was, I I didn't know what it was, right? I just. Um, I just knew that like, it kind of looked like the blueberry shit. So I kind of like was calling it blueberry for a second. I hadn't even flowered it yet. So I didn't even know. I was just like, I don't know, blueberry something or other. By the time I finished the cut, I knew that it was one of the purple strains from up here. So we had the UW perp, um, Seattle perps, Tacoma perps, ultraviolet. Um, these were all basically the same phenos or, or not the same phenos. They were either, variations of the same variety or hybrids of the same variety, right? Which was basically the old purple Mm -hmm. from up here. And it was like pretty widespread. And we knew that there was multiple different cuts because you could, um, you could basically uh, like when you bought pounds of it, you'd, you'd get some bags that all smelled like the purple indica or like ultraviolet or whatever. But uh, if you got the perps like from Tacoma, it'd have like big 20 gram colas in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And whenever you grew like, or whenever you saw like ultraviolet nuggets, they didn't ever have uh, big nuggets. And it was always small little ounce bags of shit. Yeah. And when I grew out the, the blueberry or the unknown cut, yeah. um, uh, it basically I start, I grew it a few times and I was like, there's no way that this is the Tacoma perp cutting. I don't know if it's the ultraviolet I don't know if it's the UW perp. I don't really know what cut it is because I don't have anything to reference it by sure. in terms of other cuts. So I called it purple indica. Yeah. That was how it got its name. Right. It got, so it became PI. Right. Um, and basically, you know, there never really was a purple indica up here. As far as I know, it was just the perps. Wow. So, um, and it's just a really, really tight. It's not tiny. It's not like a dwarf or anything, but it's a very tight inner node yeah. um, Afghani plant 
um, pretty much anybody I know that's twice my age that's up here in Washington, they immediately can identify it as the old perp um, from up here. Uh, kindness cannabis. He's one of my buddies from back in the day. He remembers it really well too. Um, and, and that's what the PI was. And it's, it's lower potency, um, you know, 15 to 18% and pretty much whatever you cross it to, it reduces its potency. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um, fucking plant though. I, I like yeah. And it's, it's just hard to work with from, from the perspective of trying to, um, uh, it, trying to bring a new variety up to modern day standards. It's, you know, it's sometimes you cross stuff in and it like, like cookies, for example, you cross it into stuff and it makes it really frosty yeah. and purple, which is what the market likes. Yeah. You cross the PI and it makes it less frosty, dark purple and not quite as potent. But the, the funny thing is the potency is, um is so subjective yeah. nowadays that like back then the purple indica we always called it shut up weed because anybody you load a bomb toke or whatever for they'd immediately just sit there and zone out <laughs> um so even though it always tests significantly um lower in potency than a lot of stuff it um it definitely uh would ring some people's bells sure sure that makes sense dude you know i've noticed a lot of these uh lower potency strains are coming around more now since since concentrates are much more in use and available it seems like they've got a renewed life in them yeah a little bit but i mean you know lower potency means lower yields yeah as well yeah. right so um i think a lot of people are just trying to get as much bang for their buck especially from an economic perspective oh sure sure so what are you working on now? I think that's what a lot of people like to know about you. What are you working on now? You made fucking amazing shit. Dosey dough. That's yours. It's hard to top dosey dough. I mean, it's you know, it's it's all personal preference. I mean, um, I'm actually gonna pop all my old seeds, all everything from ten or fifteen years ago this next round. Right now I'm remaking um all the stock, right, of stuff that's already I've already gone through. Um and then uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I'm tired of the shit I'm working on. I can't wait to fucking see what you pull up from your collection. Can't even imagine. Yeah. I'm, I mean, shit gets boring, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah, I um, and that's why people are like, oh, someone else made your shit before you could. It's like, dude, I was working on trying to find something new, not remaking shit just because people are asking for it. So Absolutely. it's all personal preference, you know, and what your motivation is. And it's all about, I mean, Anybody can make their shit for you if they don't test it and release it, right? Like, yeah, of course, it. exactly. If, you, if you're not going to work it at all, uh, I mean, you can make it as fast as someone can sell it. Yeah, exactly. basically. Yeah. So, um, you know, Dosido took a while to make and remake because it's uh, the OGKB is like a Type Four Hermes. That thing Hermes every which way you can possibly get. So, hybridizing into it, you've got to at least search through the population and look for lower instances of those traits. Yep. And anybody that's not or even doesn't even know about that obviously doesn't even probably grow their own fucking seeds. So, yeah, everybody's going to be fucking bombing you about slurricane to hear the story. It's up to you if you want to tell. Oh, them. I mean, dude, I so I can't make purple punch cross with dosi dough too. I don't get it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Especially if it's uh, half your line in the thing. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, well, you know, if 
if people are mad about the name or whatever, the, the funniest shit is they're the ones complaining about patents on plants, but want trademark rights for naming shit. Yep. It's, you know, yep. you, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You got to be one or the other because that's how patents and trademarks work. Yep. It's not, it's, I mean, you know, I think, um, hypocrisy is the, the, a lot of people's motives. So whatever, yeah. it's fine. I mean, miseducation leads to it and it's, it's all right. It's what the world is nowadays. Yeah, that's very true. What else you guys got for him? Any other questions that are fucking, you got him sitting here. Don't ask fucking lame ass shit. Yeah. Who wants to talk about purple punch? Anyway, exactly. like, let's talk about some fucking historical shit. Let's talk. You know what? Yeah. HP 13, uh, the most common, uh, misinformation about it is that it's G13 hash plant. I think most people think that because they're fucking retards and haven't looked up anything. Can you tell us about yeah. your experience with HP13? It's not something many people talk about. So I, I got the cut, I think, from Caleb. Um, I think he was the one that got it first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had seen it earlier. Um, for example, like uh, in you were talking about Jason King's Cannabible earlier. So the Cannabible entry, that was my herb. Um, the uh, Trinity crossed with UW. That was herb that I had purchased that I showed to, to um, uh, Jason King at the 2002 Seattle Hemp Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, the dog shit that's in there, that was us. Not the humble outdoor pictures, but the pictures of the indoor. That was my buddy, Cannabis Reverend. Yeah. Um, through another glass blower friend of ours that grew it. Um, that was the dog shit entry that was in there. Um, the purple indica entry that was mine. And then Scott, uh, reach also reached out to Jason King and I think showed him pictures of it, but that cut came from me. I gave Scott that back in the day. Um, and, uh, so the first time I saw HB 13 was in 2004, I went to stay with a friend of mine in Hana. Right. And he's, he was a a dude, another dude that was on cannabis world. And, um, he uh, he invited me to come out to this party, right? Now, I won't tell too much about the party, even though they don't throw it anymore, but it was basically a weed gathering party. Another another couple buddies of mine that currently live on Maui. And it was basically, like it was deep in the fucking jungle. It was um, off a uh, grid. So there was, there was no, I mean, they had power because it was like a multimillionaire's home that was yeah. this thing getting thrown at. So they had refrigerators and all the nines, but it was actually an off grid home. And, uh, you know, they had like, kava leaf blunts and fucking homemade kombucha and like homemade uh beer and all kinds of shit and um jason king also happened to be there that was the first time i saw mendo perps also um that was like 2004 i believe um yeah it was 2004 and uh so hb13 i'd heard about it uh everybody had talked about it i saw some jungle grown hb13 that was grown deep in the jungle there and i thought it was swag it was like but it was just poorly grown um i thought it had a really unique smell but it had like no stickiness to the resin the smell i had to really mash it up because it was that outdoor shit yeah and um but you could tell it had like a unique smell to it and then i eventually got the the cut from csi humble and uh, i think that was probably around 2007 or 8 was the first time i got it um, from him and uh it's it was like it's a weird plant you know it's um it's pretty leafy um very columnar growth which like goes straight up 
didn't branch very much, small yield, and definitely hermit on the bottoms. Oh, wow. Um, and that's where, like, the P or the, uh, the fuck, what do they call it? The, the sour P, which yeah, is yeah. a sour diesel no, HP 13 cross. Um, that was all the same group of cats that did this Maui party yeah. um, every year back then. And uh, I still have some friends from those parties that that live all over, and you know they they remember the stuff. One of the, the one of the most impressive examples that I remembered was the um, uh, Jasmine Jack, which came out of Eugene, mm-hmm. um, and that was it was real hazy smelling. But at the time, like uh, in Seattle, uh, hazy stuff was like where it was at. That's why the dog shit, the Malawi Northern Lights haze that I made, the NL Haze F twos, the pure Malawi gold that we had. The super bill, um, all that shit was um, was super. Uh, that was like what was popular. Like I remember when I first got OG up here from Chris, nobody even gave a fuck. People were like, "Dude, whatever. That's just some indica bullshit. Whatever." Yeah. Right. They didn't even care. Couldn't get get anything more for it. Nobody really even. It was it was pointless. <laughs> yeah. I just was growing it because I liked it. Right. It wasn't, you know, like in 03, 04, 05, OG wasn't really that popular or known outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. That's funny. so. Dude, it's, I, I can't ever get anybody knowledgeable to compact, uh, comment on HP 13. And it seems like everybody who grows it or has grown it has different opinions on whether it's on keeping, whether it's growing. But uh, that's pretty fascinating, dude. And I appreciate that. Yeah, the the people that I know it came from, the people that Jason King saw it from originally, the people that put it in the can of Bible, those dudes were from New York. It's from New York, right? It is from New York, then for sure. That's my understanding. Like I, I the the farthest back that I have any experience with it, and the people that it came from, they had a New York connection, and that's where that cut came from. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I've always wondered because you always see it in New York and Maui. York and yeah, that's why they had the Sour D out there too, right? At the same time, that was all the same group of people. And, um, you know, the scene was really small 15, 20 years ago, especially genetic scene back then, because most people, all they gave a shit about was just finding one good cut and running it till the wheels fall off. Yeah. That was like the deal. Um, no one, it didn't really matter what the strain name was in, in those days because everything sold for great money. Oh, sure, sure. I've seen him fucking growing in, in Maui, growing fucking plants and trees and shit. It's fucking gnarly out there. Yeah, that that was how that HP 13 that I first saw was grown. And it That's was garbage, possible. honestly. It was pretty much garbage. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would be nice about it, but, yeah. it, dude, drying, drying shit in the jungle is impossible. Yeah, exactly. It, like, I remember I would ship out um, a jar of weed. Like, I shipped out a jar of Albert Walker for that party in 2004. Literally, as soon as I opened that jar at my buddy's house, the weed got wet. Yeah, you know, it was like cured perfectly and was like spongy with the with the crack. As soon as you open the jars, it turns into like jungle weed. Yeah, just drain um, that humidity. Yeah, the humid. It's like ninety eight percent humidity or hundred percent humidity. It's like raining basically. So, um, as soon as you open the jar, it just takes it. It takes it all on. Fucking a. Uh, are you doing any more dog shit work? Someone wants to know. Um, I, I'm not doing any more DS work. It's just not popular enough. It's longer flowering. Um, I, I'll play with it every once in a while. It's, it's actually hard to hybridize. I saw Rich in here earlier also talking about the, his dog walker mm-hmm. and, uh, the Scooby snacks shit that people like to make a big deal out of. Yeah. And like every Rich and I have mutual friends. Um, I didn't do it as any intentional thing. 
I was living in LA at the time, had no idea that there was, I, did, I don't even know, this was 2012, so I don't even know if Rich had made it or sold or given it to people or whatever. Yeah. Um, but literally, I just made cookies crossed with fucking, uh, um, cookies crossed with face off, and I called it Snoopy, Scooby Snacks, and honestly, it didn't even really sell very well, and I didn't expect, I had no idea until I moved back up to, to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then started working with my buddy in Oregon. Uh, did I even know that there was a cut out there called Snoopy Stacks? Is so, that, I mean, is that what the dog walker cuts called Scooby Snacks? No, dog uh, Scooby Snacks is dog walker and forum cookies. Okay, is my right? I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm you know, Rich is still in here. I'm sure he can. Uh, he can uh, tell everybody, but yeah, I, the dog walker, which is our walker OG. I'm not, I'm not sure who made that side of it. Um, and then that hybridized with chem 91 or chem four. I can't remember if rich found out which one it is. I think he ended up saying chem four is what he was told. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was supposed to be chem 91 ended up being chem four. I personally prefer the flavor of chem four. So yeah, uh, it, it makes even more sense why I like smoking dog walker. Here's my favorite question. Are you going to breed any more land races? <laughs> I mean, why? Are you going to breed like if, a land race? Yeah, I, I mean, why would I even try? I'm going to move to Antarctica and make the first Antarctic <laughs> land race. There you go. Fucking A. Gotta ask the phone ones. Yeah. What else you guys got? Are you tired yet, Fletch? You good? Well, I mean, if this means I have to stop trying to um, answer this shit with my fingers, uh, that would be helpful. All right. I mean, I've, tr- I've tried for, you know this, Matt, I've tried for so many years to try to just keep the information correct. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just every year there's another guy that heard something about the ocean grown story from fucking Paradise Seeds Mod John, the biggest yeah. fucking scammer ever. Which Ken Oregon kid could come on here that's and tell Kailua everybody kid. about? That's the same fucking dude, dude. That's Kai Lewis. Yeah, TK one. That's him. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's all him. Every story he ever told was a lie. I got so many stories about that guy because yeah. he lived in Portland, and I fucking knew him personally. Oh, did you, you? know him? And his yeah, I knew him wife. in real life. His yeah, wife, Wendy. You want to say? Uh, man, that dude would like. I don't even know if he had a wife, really. There, you know, it was a chick on meth that used to fucking smoke meth with him. That's what I know, <laughs> dude. He used to have like stri- like stripper ho- hooker whores and shit around all the time. Like he had a whole that dude was a problem. Yeah. You know, I made him cry once. But he was he was how I ended up meeting Ken though, that's right? A, I believe that. Yeah. yeah, because he was selling Ken's seeds at the time, that's right? I believe that's where so, uh, West Coast Dog came from as well. Is that correct? Say it again. West Coast Dog. Is that a John creation? Yeah, n- uh, no, that came from Ken also. Oh, West Coast Dog was a Ken one. Okay. Yeah, West Coast Dog. <laughs> so, so John used to um, basically find medical patients mm-hmm. and get them to make seeds for them. Seeds for him. He'd take the seeds and not pay him anything. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. He had a couple buddies that were down here in, um, I do know Ken, whoever, not Ken Westfall. That's not who we're talking about. But Ken, uh, Ken Doe, who's the guy that's posting there, he's also in our circle of friends. Ken Doe? But not the, huh? Is he referring to Ken Doe? 
Yeah, I know Kendo. Yeah, yeah he's old school too. But yeah, this, this, plus. someone was asking if it's Kendo oh. that I'm talking about. No, and the answer is no. This is totally different shit. Yeah. And um, so John used to get these guys. One of the dudes' name was Diamond, who's the guy that's responsible for the U Dub cut. Yeah. That's on the online. It's not U Dub. First, first of all, that's good. To know. Um, it's it was a nice hash plant, but it had no smell of any U Dub I ever bought buying pounds out of U Dub. Um, There's many different strains that came out U Dub, but none of them I ever saw was that one. So there's Diamond and his buddy Jim, right? And, and Ken Ken remembers all these guys too. Yeah. And uh, so Ken gave those dudes the cuts, and I got those cuts from them. And that was like the sour OG, the Ogers, mm-hmm. um, the the cutting that ended up being called the Smelliet, all that shit. I want to know personally about uh, who named Banana OG. It was a cut of OG, right? Or Ogers? Ken named all that. Ken named and selected all that. Okay. Um, he he had gotten uh, Sagramartha's 60-40 seeds mm-hmm. um, as freebies with shit that he had ordered from Gypsy Nirvana. Gotcha. And um, uh, he liked that and crossed it into the OG. And that's Banana OG. It was... Freebie packs from Gypsy. Um, it was just bulk, like basically skunk number one hybrids. Because um, that's what, I mean, I think Sam the Skunk Man was selling like millions of skunk one hybrids back in those days to all the seed distributor guys. Yep. And they would all just like package it up and sell, give it away as freebies or whatever it was, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was just that, you know, it was that crossed with Ogers and then Ken Grew so it was probably one of Sam's uh, skunk one hybrids as the sixty forty. You think based on the smell and and like the way the plant grows, the fact that it washes well, all yeah. that stuff um, leads me to believe that it's probably um, probably some skunk number one cross, just like pretty much everything else that I've grown from that era from Amsterdam. Our buddy Nick Vitus is asking about uh, NorCal catfish. That's a Shawbud one, right? Yeah, that's Shabba's a high school weed from the early nineties. Um, and then the SoCal, the SoCal Catfish is a cut that I got from uh, this dude that used to go by the name Philly. He used to run a lot of weight up here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of local people up in Seattle that will know who I'm talking about if they were around back then. And he brought me uh, those cut. I, I did a bunch of work for him, um, and uh, I actually heard that he's he's. Um, was at the glass show like uh, last year down oh, wow. in Vegas. Um, it was like a random connection. I might be actually have his phone number. I meant to hit him up, but uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't talked to the guy in a long time and he had some, uh, he had some issues. Let's just put it that way with the, uh, with the law. So I, you know, and I was really, I was always really paranoid. So, yeah, sure. um, uh, so, you know, but, but him and I, Philly and I have some funny stories just like of shit that, shit that happened. Like I, I borrowed money from him to uh, get started in my first uh, spot. Yeah. When I bought my first, I had those Omega Gardens that spin around the, bu- the bulb and oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had borrowed some money from him to get going on that, right? And uh, I ended up with like three of those things. That's awesome. <laughs> Fucking Omega um, Gardens. Yeah, but th- so anyways, I did like some work for them and moved some stuff and did whatever. And uh they brought me a couple big mother plants straight from San Diego of that cut. Right. And I remember just like cutting up like three, there was two, I've never, I've still this day probably haven't seen plants this healthy. Um, They were just like six inch rock blocks with mats of roots that were like 
three feet long, right? Yeah. Like they were doing that um, where you cover with panda film over yeah. top of the uh, the tray. Yeah. And man, it was just like perfect white roots. These things had just you know been in the back seat, and they, I probably took like three hundred and fifty cuts off of Jesus those Christ. two plants. You know, they were like covered in clones. And anybody that's grown that San Diego catfish cut, um, yeah, uh, will know how branchy that thing is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it puts off cuts like crazy. Um, so, uh, anyways, that's how I got that cut. That's a legendary strain in San Diego, along with the uh, Hogsbreath P91 and the Bull Rider. Do you ever come across the original Bull Rider? I never saw any of those other ones, man. I only ever saw the Catfish, right? Yeah. And it was like, oh, four that I got the Catfish from Philly. And Cannabis Reverend, the guy, uh, do my dog shit buddy and our other buddy, um, I don't know if he wants to be called. So I'll ask him in the future if he wants everybody to know who brought our brought our crew the dog shit. Um, but there's also the, uh, the, the part of this back that I know that the um, dog shit goes is my buddy down in Portland uh, um, that owns Five Zero Trees, yeah. right? They got it in 94 and supposedly it came from like Michigan, I think oh, Michigan wow. or Minnesota. And it was originally called electric boogaloo or that's something like heard. that. Electric boogaloo. That's right. right. Yeah. It, that's, um, that's a story that my buddy that owns five zero trees, uh, that those group of stores down in Portland, they were the first ones that, uh, that got that cut that, that I know of. And that's where the, that's where they say it came from. And, uh, your thoughts on Trinity. I only ever bought the herb from uh, from Eugene. I didn't ever see like the um, I didn't ever see the cut or know anybody that had the cut correctly. All I ever remember about it was really was that it had like a. The, I saw a couple different phenos of it, so who knows what the fuck I actually saw, right? Uh, but all of them were like very burnt rubber smelling. Um, they weren't like skunk. They were like burnt rubber. Okay. Um, like that burnt rubber, yeah. cushy Afghani smell. Um, I, I don't remember them tasting it. It was really well grown, but it, I don't remember it tasting um, better than uh, than it smelled. I remember it being the opposite. It's smelling really good and not really having a ton of flavor. The, the Trinity cut that I've been smoking that uh, came through, like the Noxo Dog and those guys have in Caleb, oh. that one that one kind of tasted to me like the old Elvis cut, which is real interesting. I'm not sure if it is the old Trinity or not, but I, they're saying it is. I yeah, know. I haven't I haven't seen it, so I really don't know. Um, the uh, like I said, the Trinity that I remember, all of them smelled like straight burnt rubber Afghani funk, and yeah. it was pretty strong smelling. But there was no sweetness at all to no, it. There was yeah. no fruitiness. There was no like off smell. It was just basically burnt rubber. I think if people confuse that anything that's not sweet but that's funky with skunk. Uh, I've been seeing that a lot lately. Anything that's not fruity, they call skunk. But there's, there's I think it also has to do with like I know when I've stopped smoking for periods of, of months and stuff, everything smells way skunkier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like OG smells like skunk. Ken's sour Kush, that thing was fucking super skunky. I mean, like if you think GMO has that bad breath, whatever yeah, smell, ask 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 about the original sour Kush cut that um organ kid can put out there that thing was fucking ridiculous right yeah. i mean comparatively it shits on gmo in terms of that wow raw halitosis og funk 
right? Yeah. Actually, Which is totally different than the burnt rubber. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, is. It, is. it is. It's just experience. I think you have to have seen it to know the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's everything. Let's see what we got. Blue dot. 707 Seed Bank. He knows more about that than anybody. I mean, that was like a club cut that used to go through the third floor at Oakland. That's all I remember about it. Um, I've seen some blue dot over the years, but whether or not it was like um, the blue dot that everybody talks about, I have no clue. Right. The one that I saw wasn't that impressive. So it leads me to believe that either people were smoking BAM or weed or I got the wrong, I saw the wrong shit. <laughs> never know um, yeah well i mean i've been fooled before so yeah i think all of us have at some point you got yeah or someone said something's really awesome and then you see it and you're just kind of like oh never mind yeah uh let's see what else you guys got the maui pog you familiar with it i don't know anything about the pog yeah it's a uh, hp 13 i want to say their whatever the Maui dog or whatever it is. That's all I know about it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard like a bunch of different stuff, but I've never really seen enough um, about it. The Oregon pineapple, someone said. Um, I don't remember a whole lot. I just remember buying that herb. Um, I remember seeing the pineapple DS. I remember it reminding me of the Hawaiian indica shit that was going around. Yeah, and that's what it rumored to be. And I think that you know that Hawaiian indica line was like pretty popular there for a few years. Uh, one more quick one. Uh, your collab, the tie with uh, with uh, with Casas. Yeah, that was Chris's brother's cut. Um, he lived in Portland. <laughs> Chris gave me that cut uh, when he, I think when he moved back, or actually I think I got it from his buddy up here a couple years after he moved back to LA, something like that. And I I had uh, seeded it up with the face off. I never sold seeds of it. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I made seeds with it. I have Albert Walker face or Albert Walker manic crossed with uh, that tie also. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I gave Chris a handful of those seeds and he's, he's going to work it just partly in homage to his brother. That tie was really interesting. It definitely, it was like, um, it was like bubble gum and burnt onion or not burnt onion, but like a, like a really strong cutting onion smell. And uh, bubble gum and like a little bit of the super silver haze, yeah, uh, hazy back end, but not not really like when you smell it, you don't think haze. It's mostly that like a tropical uh, cut onion uh, type of smell. So it's pretty unique then. Oh, it's super unique, and it was it was stunk. And I mean, it did like the classic uh, little um, bananas all up the calyxes, yeah. up the. On the top colas when it finished up, just like the Millie too. Yep. What? Uh, here's a good one, and, and we can end with this. This, this thing's almost over. Um, what, do you, what? What project are you most proud of? Like looking back on, on what you've done to this point, what are you most proud of? Oh man, I'm just one cog in the wheel. Like I'm not. I just was preserving genetics because I thought it was important, and at the time. Um, a lot of other people were getting rid of everything because it was starting to become like a marketing game, right? It used to be able to you could grow dog shit and it'd still sell. In fact, it was the most in-demand product. Yeah. Ten years later, it was the opposite, right? Nobody wanted the long farm sativas. People didn't like smoking them anymore. Um, it had become more of a marketing type of cannabis market than it was before, right? Yeah. 
And uh, so for me, it's, I, I'm just happy that I was in the right place at the right time, was able to get a lot of these really good cuts and kind of uh, put them all in one place and make sure that they, they stuck around. I mean, that's it. Well, uh, hey, dude, we, we actually did this. Thank you so much for coming on and, like, educating everyone. And, and uh, next time, hopefully there's next time, we can talk about, like, Albert Walker. I know a lot of people want that. So, But uh, I yep. appreciate it. And, and thank you so much. And uh, thanks for everyone for asking yep. awesome questions, too. Cool. Later. Thanks, Fletch. Later.